Hello, LifeBridge Christian Church family, friends, and guests. I hope you all have had a good week. I hope you've had a chance to read our Core 52 lesson for this week. It's based on Psalms 118, verse 22, that says, The stone the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. Now, to understand this, we have to look at what is a cornerstone. And the definition of a cornerstone is an indispensable and foundational basis, the cornerstone of an argument. But in building a stone at the corner of a wall where two walls intersect or a stone placed in the corner of a building during a ceremony to mark the start of construction. In our text, we learn that Jesus was rejected by the leaders of his time, but he has become the foundation of the Christian faith. So what does this have to do with Christians today? Well, a cornerstone in construction at the intersection of two walls is set up so that the building will be square, it will be level, and it will be perpendicular to the road that it's in front of. So when you ride by and look at it, it looks symmetrical. When you go inside and walk around, the walls are straight and everything looks like it's been built by someone who knows what they're doing. You know, if walls aren't square, if the foundation's not straight, then your house would look all lopsided and off. And when people rode down the road, they would know that someone who didn't really know what they're doing had built that house. As Christians, we have to use Jesus as our cornerstone because Jesus is what makes our faith square and level and even. You know, Ephesians chapter 2 verses 19 through 22 says, Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles, the prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building is fitted together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. Now we have to be built up as Christians. We have to have our house built. It tells us that we're a temple of the living God. So don't we want to be a good temple? Don't we want to be a temple that people, that God would be proud to live in? That his Holy Spirit would come dwell and be edified by living in us. 1 Corinthians 3, 9 through 11 says, For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. According to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and on it another builds. 
But let each one take heed how he builds, for no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, Jesus Christ. You know, we have to lay the foundation. That is, we have to build on the foundation that has already been laid. And that foundation was laid 2,000 years ago when Jesus Christ came to this earth, lived a perfect sinless life so that we would have a perfect foundation to be built on. We have to be very careful who we let build on our foundation. The world will tell you many things about how to build, but we don't want that to happen because the world is not what we need. You know, each one of us at times has followed the world. We've gone with what the world says will make us happy. We've gone with what the world says is the best thing to do. But I can tell you, through personal experience, no matter what we do, if we follow what the world says, it will not turn out near as well as if we follow Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Luke 6, 46-49 tells us, But what? why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things that I say? Whoever comes to me and hears my saying and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug a deep and laid the foundation on rock. And when the flood rose, the stream beat vehemently against the house and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. But he who heard and did nothing is like the man who built his house on earth without a foundation, against which the storm beat vehemently, and immediately it fell, and there was great ruin. Jesus is our rock. Jesus is our cornerstone. If we listen to the ways of the world, when the storms come, our life will fall apart. Matthew 7, 24 through 26 says, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock and the rains descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these saying of mine and does them, does not do them, will be like the foolish man who built his house upon the sand and the rains descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it fell and great was its fall. You can see how these two different Verses in these two different books of Luke and Matthew both talk about building on a good foundation. Whenever Jesus in the Bible talks about things more than once and over and over and uses the same type of analogy, it's because it's important. 
And we can see that this is important. Storms of life will come. Sicknesses, the death of loved ones, financial troubles, pandemics. The list is long. And if you have no foundation, or if your foundation is made of sand or just set on the earth, when these things happen, there'll be a crash and it won't be good. Yes, we can renew our faith because of our testimony. We can help others through our testimony, but our testimony should always be what Jesus has done for us, how we've stood on the foundation of Jesus Christ. You know, the third definition of a cornerstone st states that Jesus is indispensable and foundational to the Christian argument. Not an argument as two people arguing against each other, but argument as in a belief system. Hebrews 12.2 tells us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of God on the throne. Hebrews 5, 9 says, and having been perfected, he became the author of our eternal salvation to all who obey him. We have to obey Jesus. And to obey, we have to know what he says. It's so important to get that foundation, to read the Bible, to see where we're going, to see where we've been. If we don't build on a good foundation, if we don't have a good cornerstone, then our building will not be pretty. You know, 1 Peter 3, 21 and 22 tells us this is also an antitype which now saves us. Baptism, not the removal of filth from the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience towards God through the resurrection of Jesus Christ who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God, angels and authorities and powers having been made subject to him. See, without Jesus, our whole belief system and our faith would be of no use. Because of Jesus, we have victory over the world and over death. The question is the same today as it has always been. What are you going to base your life on? What are you going to believe? Are you going to study for yourself are you going to, or are you going to believe everything that you're told? In John 6, 60 through 69, the Bible tells us, Therefore many disciples, when they heard this, said, This is a hard saying. Who can understand it? When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples complained about this, he said to them, Does this offend you? What then, if you should see the Son of Man ascending 
where he was before. It is the spirit that gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit, and they are life. But there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were who did not believe and who would betray him. And he said, Therefore I have said to you that no one can come to me unless it has been granted to him by the Father. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. Then Jesus said to the twelve, Do you want to also go away? But Simon Peter answered and said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Also, you have come to believe and know that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. We have choices every day. We can put our faith in Jesus. We can know that he's the son of the living God. Or we can walk away. We can leave. We can do what we want to. But Jesus is the only cornerstone that will support our building. 2 Peter 2, 20 and 21 tells us, for if after they had escaped the pollution of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and overcome. The latter end is worse than the beginning. For it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than to have known it and turn from the holy commandments delivered to them. We know Jesus. As Christians, we have the Holy Spirit in us. And when we start to grieve that spirit, when we don't build our foundation on Jesus, we have a feeling inside of us like pressure, like the pressure's on us and like we're stuck. But we're not, because we're on the rock, and Jesus is our peace. Matthew 21, 42 through 44 tells us, Jesus said to them, You have read this scripture. The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore, I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken from you and given to a nation bearing fruit of it. And whoever falls on this stone will be broken, but on whomever it falls, it will grind them to powder. Our lives, when we become Christians, we fall on the rock and we are broken. But we're not broken to our hurt. We're broken so that we can be healed. We're broken from our ties to this world. We're broken from sin. We're broken from being caught up in all kinds of things that drag us this way and that. 
and we have to start building again. We have our house is broken and we start building again with a new foundation, with a new cornerstone. And we build up, we build up by reading the Bible. We build up by hanging out with other Christians. We build up by talking to people who have faith. And we build up by people's testimonies on what they've gone through and what the Lord's done for them. Every one of us start out as a babe in Christ. We start out with a blank slate. We start out with just the foundation, just like in building houses. They build the foundations first, and then they call in the other carpenters, and they start framing up the walls, and they bring in the electricians to run the wires and the plumbers to run the plumbing, and they build it all up. And then they bring in the brick masons to put up the brick walls or the vinyl siding people to put up vinyl siding. It's a process and everything has to be done one step at a time. And people that have built a lot of houses, they know exactly which steps need to be taken when so that it all comes together. Well, Jesus has built a lot of houses. The Holy Spirit has built a lot of houses. And we can use their knowledge by going through the Bible and reading the steps that it says, by being around other Christians that have built up a, a great spiritual house. We just have to take the time. We have to take the time to build our house to where it'll be the strongest house it can be. So when the storms of life come against us, when things happen in our lives that knock us back a little bit, that we know we're standing on the word of God. We're standing on Jesus. You know, the final victory, the final victory says, now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruption has put on incorruption and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord, Jesus Christ. He's the cornerstone. He's the cornerstone on the foundation. He's the cornerstone on the wall that says we are Christians when we start to build our building. And he is the cornerstone of any argument that we have. When we argue, we don't argue with flesh and blood. 
we argue with powers, powers that are not of this world, spiritual powers. And the only spiritual power that can win is the spiritual power of the Holy Spirit imparted to us when we first became believers and were baptized that Jesus left us with when he went to heaven. A comforter, a guide. And we use this to build on our cornerstone. We use the Holy Spirit. We use the Word of God, the Bible. We use our friends that are Christians. We have to get master builders. And when we do, we will build a great mansion. We'll get a great mansion for the Holy Spirit to live in, a great mansion that other people will see and want to be like, an inspiration to other people. When we go riding down the road and we see a well-built house, a beautiful house on a hill, we think, wow, look at that. Wouldn't I like to live in that? Well, you know what? That's the way it is with Christians. When we see other Christians standing strong, we say, wouldn't I like to be able to live like that? Well, we can. We can by building on the cornerstone, the cornerstone of Jesus Christ. I hope you all go out today, enjoy the day. I hope you look around. Whenever you see a house being built, I hope it reminds you that somebody laid a good foundation. And as Christians, our foundation is Jesus Christ. God bless.